Welcome back to the Wagon Wave podcast, everybody. Yeah. The whole crew is back. Emily is back in the house tonight. You already know. Well, After let's get a it going. brief trip to Cleveland last week. Cleveland yeah, rocks. Me at all in the podcast. Hi, Kenny, if you're mm. listening. It was nice to hear your voice. <laughs> and hear your voice while uh, downloading let me, and listening to this. Let me defend everyone on it. It was a time-consuming commitment. We had to get Kenny in and out. It's Steve, I'm giving you guys a hard time. Steve drove back from Palos Verdes just in time to do it. Yeah, um, we made it work, and, and shouts off to our boy Kenny Harms. So all of you, hopefully, big, big thanks. Enjoyed. Kenny, thank you so much. Really the interview, I thought he was very insightful and laid some down some pretty unique takes from pizza to USGA. Um, Hot takes. last week. Hot takes, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. We've had Kenny on the show a few times, but he always provides good ta- uh, content, insightful thoughts, inside thoughts from a cat, you know, a pro caddy on tour. He's Kevin Nas caddy for anybody that doesn't know that. Uh, but it was always great having him on. But we move on to this week. We had yeah. him on pre-Riviera week. wasn't a great week, unfortunately, for Kenny and no, Kev. No, no, didn't didn't have the week they wanted no. to. No, they did not. Uh, yeah, missed the cut by a little bit. But uh, but the Riv was exciting as usual. Yeah. And uh, one of our favorite, one of my favorite golf tournaments to watch. That's not a major all year. Because it's maybe right down my the street and it's super easy to get to. Yeah, but also <laughs> just the golf course is just so pristine and yeah. it just it's you know, the architecture geeks all get into it and it's probably but I would say it's probably the best non major course that they play all year. Most wow. renowned. And you know what's kinda um, crazy? Last year we were walking the course, it was frigid freaking windy cold yeah oh, it's beautiful this little baby in my belly yes and now she was out rocking the world weather couldn't have been better and yeah the weather was especially perfect. sunday like we played golf on sunday scotty you went to the tournament sunday. i was i was on the grounds on sunday weather was Amazing. fantastic yeah really good um Shouts out to J.P. Morgan Chase because they let us in their tent last year to watch seven, oh, the collapse that's on right. 17. Oh God, that's I right. Say, I thought you were going to say that they let you in on Sunday. No, I was stuck uh, in the clubhouse drinking cocktails. So, oh, that's such a uh, not a bad place to be. <laughs> not the, not a bad place to be. I got to say, though, that that, the, um, that that clubhouse is beautiful, and I heard that they're going to be tearing it down. Someone told me, someone from CBS, one of my CBS TV friends told me that they're, they're taking it down and looking to try to make it extremely, well, when they say take it down, I don't know if they're just renovating, rebuilding. I don't know. You know, obviously I haven't heard anything about that. It was the first time I heard of something. They got a lot of work to do before the Olympics. Um, you know, they do have like four or five kind of apartments there, like living, they they do it. Rooms where you can actually go there and stay. I, um, I f- so I don't know if that's part of the renovation or not, but yeah, we figured that out when we got into the elevator at the pro shop level, and then we because we had the baby with us. Yep. So we, you know, the put baby. her in the stroller. We had Cecilia with us. Yes, <laughs> she has a name. Anyways, we go into the elevator, and then like the third floor, second or third floor, I can't remember. It just says like guest rooms. I'm like, okay, I had no idea they had guest rooms here. Okay. Anyway, so Riviera, Adam Scott, yes. Uh, is he back? He he came in. He outlasted Rory. He had a great weekend. Emily and I were there on Saturday, as I just talked about. Was able to follow that group for a little bit, yep. and um, you know, Adam Scott looked like he was striking the ball like perfectly. I mean, he just looks like he's in great form, like he was before. I think the big thing is is him and Webb Simpson, right? It was always this long anchored putter thing that they've had trouble. Sure since 2012 2013 kind of figuring that whole thing out um 
Looks like it took Adam Scott some time, but he played well in Australia earlier this year. Yep. He won the Australian PGA, last I believe. Year. Last calendar year. Or last yeah. calendar year. Uh, and he's back in the mix here. He looked like he's in great form to me. What did you see, Scott? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, on As you said, he follows quite a different schedule than a lot of the PGA Tour pros play. He plays a lot of overseas in Australia golf towards the end of the calendar year. So he doesn't play Hawaii. He doesn't play the desert. He doesn't play Torrey. This was his first tournament. Uh, of And so he came out and he looked definitely on form. And no matter what you say about Adam Scott, there probably isn't two better golf swings that you can name than nope. him. And a swing like that's going to mount up to the test of time. And he made all the clutch putts when he had to. Obviously, the biggest one is probably the birdie on 17 yep. on Sunday, which gave him the two-shot lead going into 18. Kind of a, just a tough week. Got to grind it out at that golf course. And he did it. Yeah. Props up to him. And, man, is he a beautiful man, too. I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah. He's a good-looking so, guy. So on this, I was with a female. Um, and I'm comfortable enough <laughs> in my sexuality. Yeah, 100%. So, so, <laughs> so the group I was with had one female in the group. And she kept saying, let's get there, let's get there. I want to watch Adam Scott. Yeah. Is all she Couldn't cared wait. about is to not worry, not Tiger, not Max Homer, whoever's <laughs> going to win this golf tournament. She said, I want to go watch Adam Scott. Yeah. So I don't blame her. Easy on the eyes. Yeah, he's an Aussie. He's an you know, great accent. Always got a smile on his face. Doesn't really, uh, not like a coocher, like kind of a shit-eating grin, but like a, you know, a Sort of a genuine kind of smile. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just happy Matt Kuchar didn't win, right? <laughs> yeah, he was there. Gaddy would have had to. It's Gaddy might have to. He's got the accent. He's got the looks. He's got the build. Yeah, he's very fit. If if Kuchar's Gaddy won, he might have to. Gaddy might have to get a taxi back to the hotel. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, a little bit so, disappointed though, because Rory shit the bed. Yes. So yeah, we're not done with Riv, but Rory. Yeah, Rory did not play well on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, he was there, played well all week, all like he week. has a bunch of times. All week, like all and, week, early weekend, too. Yeah. Like uh, Sunday was not his day. It was a great leaderboard. I mean, don't, yeah. it was entertain. I mean, Sunday was also entertaining, it, you know, the val- entertainment value. Besides the broadcast, we'll get to that. Yep. But uh, the the entertainment value of the leaderboard and kind of the shuffling and, like, a bunch of people at eight under, like, there were people that you thought were out of the mix probably – you know, on Saturday morning that kind of came back, Bryson got back into the mix. I mean, people were, as long as you're around that seven or eight under number on Sunday, you kind of had a chance. You were three or four shots back. So, uh, entertaining down the stretch for sure. Um, it seems like, you know, the greens were, the greens were really tough for everybody, especially Tiger. But I mean, it happened with Rory as well. I mean, it just seemed like, you know, more than his driving or his shot making, it just seemed like he had some trouble around the greens and just didn't, didn't, uh, he had the triple bogey on five on Sunday and just couldn't get it together. I feel like it was a majority of the players were having such a hard time on the greens. Very difficult greens when they're rolling fast. Super difficult greens this past weekend, I felt, which I felt, I thought was good. Tough pin locations too, which didn't help you guys. Um, just to add some insight, um, on the, on the greens, um, I think as of last year, there was the most three putts with inside 10 feet of yeah. any place. It doesn't surprise um, me. Oh, this weekend. They're, yeah. they, they got a lot of undulation. Um, they don't break necessarily the way your eye looks at the way that they would break. Yeah. However, I will say this. As someone that was on property both Monday and Wednesday and walked 18 holes Monday, Wednesday, um, the green reading book 
was spot on. So I don't know how much attention these guys <laughs> paid to the green reading books. Okay, but I I I use it as a Bible out there on Monday and Wednesday, and it was spot on. So basically, Scotty, you're saying if you were caddying for one of these, let's guys, get them out you there. Would have basically won the tournament. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but That's basically, what you're saying. I'm saying I'm saying I don't think they use, especially my boy Tiger and Joey. I don't know if they were paying too much time to the. To the green book because when I walk the golf course, at least Monday, Wednesday, and again different pin locations, and they both they break both ways, um, depending on where the pins are at. But the the green book was spot on. I can tell you from a firsthand. You know. That's yeah, I think it's. That you say that. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Steve, because you know, all everybody gets this the 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 green book, right? Yeah. And so, and this is something, Kenny. Maybe next time I'll ask you or another caddy that comes on is that. The green books that are given before every tournament. Um, not given, they're purchased, not given, but yeah. I'm but sorry, yeah. purchased. Um, you know, if they abide by them, shouldn't Well, everybody has their own way of reading. Well, oh, yeah, I know. So their some players, it, some players like, rely solely on the green books yep. and don't even, like the caddies don't even try to give them reads. Um, like like we had Joe Scavern on, like Ricky doesn't. Doesn't, doesn't talk to Joe about green reading at all. He just looks at the book. He does his own routine and he goes. Um, and a lot of players do that. The the but some will rely a little bit more on feel, and some rely a little bit more on caddy and feel. Um, so, but you know these green books are so good nowadays that you know most of the time you, you should, should start there. I'll, at least I'll say I think this. I would. I'll say this. It's just very quickly for everyone that's ever not looked at a green book or maybe have looked at a green book what the green book basically does is it gives you a guide of of which way it's going to break right it's hard to get it on the wrong side of the hole (laughs) if you have a green book what it doesn't tell you is how much not necessarily how fast the green's going to be um and that's all to me just a feel thing and it kind of tells you it tries to tell you as much by the degree of the slope by by the degree of arrows I don't think it. I don't think it's a perfect science. I don't think anyone can tell you how much uphill or downhill something is. It's all feel and the way the ball is yeah. going to roll. But what the green book does is it basically gives you a basic outline of which way it should go. Yeah. Um, so they were tough all week, especially tough on Tiger over the weekend. Um, so if we get into Tiger quickly, yeah. I mean, he he looked like out of the gate four under on the front nine on Thursday. It yeah. was like, okay. And he was flushing it. And like, yes. he just looked like he was making putts. It was yeah. like, one I, I don't am on Wednesday. Like look great. I don't know. As I was thinking about it today, like, I don't know if I've ever seen a 90 degree turn from tiger woods. Like at least, I mean, I know we took a long time since we've seen him like in his prime playing a ton of golf. I don't think I've seen a turn like that badly where he went from looking like he was just dialed in early to, in that same round, he gave a couple back, and then he hung on a little bit on Friday, and then just all went to crap you know, on Saturday I'm and Sunday. You, it's just the lovebird holiday just might have gotten to him. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. might have been he gotten some tail, and it was just not good for him was, for the rest know, of the weekend, or you know, vice versa. I, I just think I think it took a lot out of him. He just looked tired. If you notice most of his yeah. misses of greens on both Saturday and Sunday, he was short. Yeah. And I just think it's a long week. He is host, so there's more boring. media You're not obligations. Giving into my comments. I laughed a little. <laughs> and so I just think I just think he was drained and mentally fried as 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 you guys mentioned. Yeah. 
um, by the time Saturday and Sunday went on. And again, he's not a young man, and it takes a lot out of him. And all that he number he played in the celeb or at least coached in the Celebrity Cup on Monday afternoon, and that's yeah. a longer week than normal for for him. So, yeah. so it's, I'm sure it's exhausting by the time Friday came around. It's yeah, he's pulling he's pulling overtime already. All right, sorry guys. Emily's microphone was a little bit low. We just recognized through uh, the most the, most of the beginning. Basically, Steve's just that, trying so. to sabotage my microphone so I don't have a voice. Right, that's much better. You're much higher. Oh, okay. All right, convenient. So, anyways, apologies. We're probably not going to be able to fix that, but um, uh, it's fixed now. So there you go. Oh, uh, that's great. Well, so, so let's talk about Mexico. Um. We will talk about Mexico. I, one one quick thing I yeah. wanted to mention. Go ahead. I, I don't know if I just want to like two things more before we get off of the whole this weekend thing. One, I didn't know this, but I read it somewhere. This, you know, this is the only tournament that Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods have never won. One or the one or the other current like at current tournaments on tour that they haven't won. Correct. That's crazy to me. That's but, a great. Especially because Tiger both, both haven't won there. Especially because they both played in it a decent amount. Yeah, they just haven't been able to win. Um, and Tiger will continue to play in it, we think, if he if he keeps doing. Well, as his, long as Genesis remains a sponsor and his foundation is the benefactor correct. of it, yes, Tiger will continue to play. And again, mm-hmm. even early in the week with all of his golf TV, he talked about how the fact of how many great people have won there, um, yeah. and it's what would it mean for him to win? Yeah, and so as I was telling you earlier before the podcast, um, the. I, I was thinking the whole time as I was watching this how well this course would would hold up as a U.S. Open course, and it's it was a at the very least a PGA. Yeah, what and it did host one of each. It Correct. hosted a U.S. Open in like 1948 and a PGA. I want to say in the early 80s or early 90s, maybe maybe like 94, 95. Yeah, so like so more recently, but I mean this course is such. I, I'm I'm surprised that you know it wouldn't come back into that rotation when you see. You know, you know, I don't know, Barchasol and some of these other U.S. Open courses, the new ones they're trying, or even old ones that come back into the rotation. If you grow, the, I mean, I know the leader was at 11 under there, but if you grow that grass out a little bit in the rough and you bring in the fairways a little bit, that Kikuya is no joke. Like th- that 11 under will become oh. four or five under to win. And it's, it's such a good test. You're in L.A. The the mark, golf market's unbelievable. I, I, yeah, I mean, the one counter argument I would tell you is obviously the Olympics are coming. Um, yeah. it just held the USAM. So. Well, it did hold the USAM. I, I I guess I'm I'm more saying now it's tough because the Olympics are coming and it's also a very one of America's most exclusive country clubs. So you got to get it through the membership. Maybe right. they've tried in the past sure. and it hasn't. But you um but still I would have thought like one time between 1948 and 2020 you'd hold the major. They, yes. they would have a couple more. Yeah, I think they've had like they had the AM there. They've had a couple of different things there, but I mean, I'm talking about U.S. Open PJ right. Championship. Those right. are the two that could come there, and I'm surprised they haven't had one since, like, you know, the 90s. Um, Anyways. I, I didn't notice a lot of this because I was actually on the grounds, but CBS didn't have oh, yes. a great Sunday broadcast. Yes. Um, um, I'll defer and, and let you give your take, um, again, because I, I didn't see a lot of this actually in person since I was – on grounds and didn't watch it on TV. Yeah, so I actually had to. I actually watched it on tape because I was okay. playing golf that afternoon. So I watched it that night, and it was. They didn't edit anything, so I saw the the real thing. I think the biggest huge miss of the whole thing, the first like noticeable thing, really of the day was 
Um, and they, they cut to a shot on 10 of Harold Varner yep. in the middle of the fairway on yep. 10. And then, and, and, you know, Jim Nance is like, it looks like Harold actually laid up like pretty far. <laughs> and Trevor, Trevor Immelman, who was following the group on yeah. tour, gets on. He's like, actually, he topped his tee shot. And, like, yeah. there's no comment about it. Then he hits it. He hits a shot. Hits an iron, right? Hits an iron, like, puts it in the bunker or whatever. And then... That was it. They just like cut to the next hole. It was like no one's gonna address the fact that a professional golfer just who is tied for the lead it's in the golf tournament is co-leading at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The tied most iconic the, hole at Revere. <laughs> Top the tee shot. Like, how do we not? How are we not seeing this? So I was just like. I, I had to rewind it when I first heard it because I'm like, did he just say he topped it? Did he say he topped it? And I rewind it like two or three times. He said he topped it. And I'm like. Okay, so when are we going to see it? And then yeah. as a viewer, I almost forgot. I wasn't following along on Twitter at the same time because I was sure. watching it on delay. So I almost forgot about it. And then like 90 minutes later, they show it again. They, or they finally show the, the top shot. Yeah. And I'm like, it's funny at the time. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I'm thinking, how did they not show it. that? Like, how do they not go right back to it? Um, so that was, to me, the biggest miss of it because that's sure. like just sort of like, just 101 like production 101 pretty much inexcusable um but yeah that was that was one thing the other part i have a that they're getting ripped for on twitter that i had a little bit more sympathy for because this is hard to do and it happens often and it gets complained about often is when you have a crunched leaderboard you end up having to pick and choose who you're showing in that leaderboard and there's only so many resources on the course so you do have cameras on every hole but you don't have reporters following every hole you don't have rf cameras following on every hole like you know handheld rf cameras and you don't have shot tracer on every hole so you're going to choose you know i don't rory's going to have that you know the bigger name's going to have have that that to finish his round and the two people that I noticed that didn't have it. Max Homa yep. was was you you mentioned him, Scotty, in 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 our in our rundown here. But the other guy was Joel Diamond. Never, yep. uh, hardly ever got who any shots. Who I walked shots. with on Wednesday. Who you yeah? Who you walked with on Wednesday um, at the pro am? And um, and by the way, he does wear a bucket hat. I was like the bucket hat guy, and you were like, no, he's he, those in a bucket. He, hat. he wore a ski cap. <laughs> it was fucking weird. Six forty a.m. So. <laughs> Anyways, so those two guys were like right in the mix the whole time, and I think we saw them hit like three or four tee shots. They did show a little bit more Max. Hometown boy. At, you know, coming down the stretch, I think. Um, but that was that was kind of a miss. I think they still could have mixed in more of those guys. But I understand the challenges, I think, of it. Um, and uh, and then they had an incorrect graphic, uh, as you mentioned, on the, the LPGA, LPGA. Uh, leaderboard, which – which again was caught. I think that the big thing was like they just started getting piled on after the Varner thing, yeah. and then so every, people everyone looking, was people like, "What's going on?" Mistakes, yeah. and it it was no laying up who caught this yep. mistake. Yep, and they just said that basically they're woefully wrong. Um, the differences, and they were twenty four hours comparison the fact that comparison what the fuck am i saying i don't know comparing the fact that like it the the australian open ended 24 hours prior well 10 hour 10 to 12 hours prior depending on but but yes last night the night so the lp yeah so the lpj finished in australia which is ahead of time right and then they wrote the graphic of who's leading the tournament going into sunday but Mm -hmm. it already was over (laughs) but some people plus hours ago but here's the thing those are things you 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 like that can't happen exactly however those are some things that some people were saying that that's a that could be an easy mistake because one was the metric system and one was no 
I'm just uh, saying that's so just an I'm argument. I'm going to defer because you guys have spent more time in production than me. But to me, that's like an easy BA fix. Work. That's yeah. something that yeah, you 100%. double check before you put Absolutely. into iNews yes. and flash the graphic. And you can't flash that graphic in a graphic that's 12 hours late. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's so... And it's to me... It's almost a little disrespectful to the LPGA, the fact that like you're not even giving the largest golf target community viewership that's watching the final Sunday yeah. at Riviera the actual updated scoreboard right. of the LPGA. It's, it's an old scoreboard. It's too late, and it's wrong. So it just missed it on all levels. It was like the, the first thing every – like. You know, there are multiple people in line, graphic, graphic coordinators, BAs, graphics operators, and then the producer of the show is going to be responsible for pu- actually sure. putting so these on air. So there's four lines of defense. So there's like three or four lines of defense where that, that should never have happened, you know. Um, that's like a major mess up. And so... Um, Maybe they're just like, c- too caught up with Varner's mistake. <laughs> but yeah, pro- I mean, they might have been like kind of wheeling a little bit because I mean, and that's the other thing is, is like it, it, it took no 90 week? minutes, but like... You know, judging by I think my Twitter timelines, it's like they got called out for it like fifteen or twenty minutes. So right. the fact that usually there's also social media producers and there's PR people right. that that support these events, and you really you should be looking like somebody from PR is like kind of come into the production like, hey guys, we're getting ripped on Twitter. Don't don't we have that Varner shot somewhere? Yeah. Like, like why no one's actually trying to even trying that? to get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just don't. I don't get it. They had it. They obviously had it recorded. Almost every every shot, not almost, so pretty much every shot is recorded somewhere of the entire golf tournament. So I just don't know how you so don't. So do you think perhaps that the PGA could have said, you know what, don't replay that to protect the image of actually the PGA itself no. and like the fact that I don't think, the professional I, I don't players? I think so, it, but I wouldn't you, be 100% sure Yeah, because you, you hear a lot of stories about how the PGA is is the shield, it's similar of like that of the NFL. And and the fact that they, they do like to protect their players. They like but... to protect their players. And, and, you know, you have the best of the best leading a tournament who – tops the ball i mean like this is better it's embarrassing it's yeah. embarrassing it's and, like and the there also could have been and whiff you can you can talk about yeah so uh, no i'm gonna answer that emphatically no because what do people want to see they want to see a lot of birdies and they also want to see absolutely cluster fox triple squad triple bogeys right that will be the highest rated thing on twitter that they could see that weekend at the time, yes. if they showed, but, if so, they showed here, so let me give you, a, let me give you, a, I'm so, gonna speculate a little bit, but let me give you a little bit of what could have happened too. A, a lot of the CBS people have relationships with these players and with um, their agents and their their media representatives and all that sort of stuff. So it's highly, it's completely possible that somebody, whether that was a you know a certain type of producer, a segment producer, a game producer, whatever, in the truck. Could have said, you know what, like that's kind of embarrassing. Like I know Harold, I know his people. Like let's just not show that. And but you then can't tra- do that. And then Trevor Immelman. No, I, I I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm saying that could that could definitely that plausibly happened. happen. And Trevor Immelman comes on and said, well, he actually topped it. And then they're like, then they don't have it queued up. They don't play it. They go to other things. And they're like, maybe people will forget about this. No, people I, there's got. I, I don't know. This. I mean, like I'm just saying that that could definitely have the happened. The thing that least, I find it very hard to. Uh, very hard to believe is that on Saturday when we were watching them tee off and everything, they had 
not one, not two. They had three different cameramen. They had two cameras, and then they with had the a leaders. Different, yeah, yeah, with the leaders. Well, and Varner was on was leader the leader. At the time. Yeah, and like so, you tell me, like, you how do you not? How do you not have that on record? And it's number ten, the most iconic hole. Yeah. at Riviera <laughs> with the drivable par four. Yeah. There's so I many eyeballs there. There is no excuse not to show that. Like, right. I don't care if it's you, Stephen, teeing off. I agree 10, with you. I would watch it on CBS <laughs> just to see where this ball goes. I think a lot of people would. Right? Yeah. I think there's. I think they should also show more people teeing off uh, more celebrities at the AT&T. Like, I, I, right. I don't care. Like, I want to see... Bill Murray hit some tee shots and laugh. I want right. to see that. Like, if I'm tuning into that right. tournament, like, I don't see any amateur play. Right. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I 100%. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that 100%, like, So it was a great Sunday for CBS. And we'll leave it at that. And hopefully, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that's interesting to think about as we get closer and closer to the PGA Tour releasing of who's going to win the next television rights deal. And things like this, and the bad media and publications Nothing, yeah. that don't go with it. So stay tuned. It seems like it's going to stay, but but I, I don't think that's official yet. So no. it seems like it'll stay with CBS and NBC. It, it, we should also note that CBS did come out after and say like they you know we had a, we didn't have a good day and apologize for some of those mistakes. Well, good for them. But, good on them. Um, as they should. So, anyways, that's that. Um, we've got uh, WGC Mexico coming up. Yep. We didn't really get into this yet. Uh, I guess the storyline here really is that there's a lot of players skipping out on this one, yeah. and uh, I I kind of get it schedule wise, but like, what are your thoughts, Scott? I yes. mean, just to name a few, not to interrupt, but just to name a few. We have no Brooks, no Tiger, no Cantley. Yep. Um, Rory, DJ, and JT, they will be they playing. Ricky's not playing. Ricky won't be playing. Yeah. So I mean, you have a you have a large roster that won't be attending. That typically plays the WGC. So why 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 do you why do you think that that's that's what they chose not to do not to play? Yeah. So the the schedule gets complicated now, right? Because you basically finished the California swing, or you have finished the California swing. And now you have this one WGC that's into Mexico and then the whole entire Florida swing that's basically now starts the heavy Augusta prep. Mm -hmm. So what I don't understand is this is basically a free money. This is free world ranking points. There's no cut. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a way to basically get Olympic points to play your way onto the Olympic team for the Americans that play well. So I don't know why someone wouldn't want to do that. All I can think about is the fact that this is not necessarily a trip that these guys love being this part of Mexico, Mexico City. Um, it's not the greatest golf course they play. And so, I don't know. To me, maybe I think if you look at what Tiger talked about after the round is how he just was tired and wants to go back and train and put on weight before you know the Florida swing and then into Augusta. But, but I, I don't know. I'm perplexed because most of them all played it last year. Or most of them have had a lot of success there. This is the famous golf course where JT, you know, eagled out and holed out. Yeah. Um, Tiger played unbelievable last year. Had that great shot from the bunker. Out of the bunker, yeah. Um, Phil's always played this well. Um, we talked to Kenny last week about how excited Kevin is to go down there and play. So, you know, we'll wait and see. It just seems like not the one to miss. But, again, these guys can't play every week. So yeah. they got to make choices, and I think what it means is we'll see a lot of guys at at Honda next week. Yeah, and I think uh, you know the unfortunate thing for for this tournament is that a lot of those guys live right in the backyard of the Honda Classic and are very close to 
Orlando or the Arnold Palmer is the following week. So a lot of those guys really want to play those tournaments because they sleep in their own bed, basically. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like so it. it's like, so they don't get to do that all year long. And so, uh, you know, personally, I think that w the i don't know who governs the wgc but but like i almost think they should look at making a schedule change here because it's very hard for the people that riviera is a big tournament it's a great tournament a lot of guys like planet you saw that from the field this week and if you're gonna if you're gonna stick this in between riv and the honda classic um and then we have arnold palmer right behind it and then you have um the players right behind that yeah. so like these guys aren't gonna they're not gonna play five straight weeks anymore right. you know what i mean and so the, 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 those Having to choose between those five weeks of those golf tournaments from Riv, even Pebble, you include in that, but not not a lot of people play up there with the with uh, the pro am thing. But I mean, it's just a lot of golf. It's yeah. just a lot of good. And there are a lot of good golf courses and good tournaments. So, I mean, I can kind of see where I, mean, I may choose to stay and play in my backyard versus like the extra fifty points you get for. You know, on, yeah. on the FedEx I mean, cover. One day it'd be easy. It'd be fun to sit down and like blindly we all like make our schedule if we were PGA Tour Pro <laughs> yeah, and right, compare yeah. and can see. That, actually, I think that would be a fun. It would be act. fair. Let's do right, it. I'm in. Let's do it for the next thing, and then we'll go over. <laughs> then we'll go over. All right. Go over that next podcast. Um, but again, like yeah, these guys just have to. They're corporations. There's there's so many decisions that go into it. There's a family decision for a lot of these guys. It just it's tough to be. And I think if there's one easy place to say, eh, it's Mexico. Yeah, I mean, but it's at WGC, like you said. I know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of world points. golf ranking points. You mentioned the Olympics this year. I didn't even think about that. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, man. And it's more FedEx Cup points. So it's just, it's it's tough to miss out on. But um, if you're going to play the West Coast Swing and you're going to play it a week or two ahead of this one, you're just, it's going to be hard to go play in this and, and, and choose, you know, to also play play two or three times in the Florida swing. You're just not going to do it. So I think we got to look at rescheduling this one, but anyways, so that's it. So we're looking forward to it. Um, still a decent field. I mean, we still will see Rory and, J- and DJ and JT. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what, what's going on. And, and the ball flies there very, yeah. very far. Yeah. So it's much higher 400, elevation. From 400 yard drives will happen this week. Yep. Uh, what else we got? So the LPGA, uh, is you want to talk about Brooks? Oh yeah, let's talk about Brooks. So, um, so Brooks did his whole not playing in Mexico. Um, was up in San Francisco for the entire weekend, uh, or basically week so far, um, Monday Tuesday, and doing a lot of media and press for the upcoming PGA Championship. It's going to be handled at Harding Park, um, and he sat down for an interview, and they asked him about Patrick Reed and the incident. And he said, basically, I and just don't, to preface, yeah. as if you guys are slow to knowing what's going on, the incident I'm was, slow. hey, you know what, I am. <laughs> it's, it's, if Reed improved his line of play from the sand. Um, lie. Not a line of play. His lie. His lie at the hero. <laughs> From the bunker. No, it's line of play. I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> so so anyways, they asked Brooks about it. And Brooks had some rather interesting comments. What He said, I, basically, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was just building sandcastles in the bunker, <laughs> um, which obviously you're not allowed to do because interrupting that sand behind the gall improves the lie. And what Brooks went on to say is that 
it happens a lot on tour, on tour that guys do certain things to improve their lives. Yeah. So this is yet another golfer after Cam Smith. Some other guys have come out and basically ripped Patrick Reed and saying, you know, you know what you're doing. You know, right. you know what your club's doing at all times as a professional golfer. And don't blame it on a camera angle. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. So basically, another big thing that he also said is that he compared it to the Astros scandal and Correct. saying that, I quote, I guess the Astros are going through that right now. Jim Crane said it when he got asked about, is it cheating? And he responded, Jim Crane, that is, no, we just broke the rules. Well, Brooks followed up with, well, if you play the game, you understand the rules. You understand the integrity that grows on. So... There's no room for it. And alluding back to Reed, there's just no room. He knows exactly what he's doing. There's no room for him grazing the sand twice prior to hitting the ball. Yeah, I mean, we, we, to, to just to just one up that as well. Gary Woodland gave an interview who was actually his playing part, Patrick was playing partner um, at the Hero when this happened. And what Gary Woodland said was that they sh- initially showed Patrick Reed the video after they signed their scorecards um, and the trailer after and Patrick Reed had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll just leave it at there. Um, so that's just, that's, it, that's interesting. I didn't know that either. That's actually interesting. But cause how do you not have any idea if, if the cameras are right behind you? Yeah. So um, he should have had an idea. You would think we, we've beat this to death a little I, bit. I think I it's very, I, I think that, I think the, uh, I, I think it's interesting that other pros are coming out because look, this is what's going to happen. The PGA tour is trying to put a little bit of a, they, 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 they didn't punish Cam Smith, but they kind of said, stop talking about this. Yes. And it's another sort of just example of the tour trying to squash this, the bad PR. And it's, it's MLB is going through it right now with the Astros. Yep, you, right. can, you, you can make that where, you, the only way to make this right is for everybody to come out and just say, I'm sorry, or we handled it wrong. And if PJ Tour tries to squash every player about this, they're going to get asked about it. Like, everyone's going to get asked about this, especially when the majors come around, especially when Patrick Reed's up in the podium at the Masters yep. answering questions before the week. And it's going to come up. Like, well, he, we saw he, what happened. And it's at his President's own fault. It's, exactly. And it's his own fault. But, it's, but the PJ Tour can't stop people from asking these questions, and they can't stop the players from giving their opinions on it. Bottom line is the game of golf is a game that historically has governed. You grow up with the rules where they, they, you govern yourself. Yep. So it's a game of integrity that way. And when you when you are caught red-handed like that, you lose that integrity right. with the rest of your peers. The rest of your and and that's not a good thing. It's not a good look. And the best thing Patrick Reed can come out and do is say I made a you mistake. Know, I made a mistake. Please stop asking the rest of the guys on tour about it. It's my fault. I shouldn't have moved I think the sand. Patrick should just be quiet. And well, I, maybe that too at this point too. Like I, I mean, don't think I don't think but, he's coming back from this and gaining the PR of owning this. Like I just think he should just let this die. Maybe so. But I don't think it's going to stop the questions. That's the thing, is what I'm saying. So if he gets asked about it, I'm saying the best thing he can do is just be as just, honest and just truthful. Just be like we've moved on. Yeah. That would happen three months ago. Let's move on. Yeah, I guess. So, anyways, but I don't know, but then that that kind of brings the argument of, well, he's been playing this game of lack of integrity his entire career. Yeah, but Patrick Reed's not going to gain anyone's respect if he comes out and owns this. 
Right. No, I agree. like he is. He he is who he is. I know this is like beating a dead horse. It's this is kind of... this is we know exactly who he is. He's been this way since college. Right. Exactly. Yeah. To make him seem like anyone's different, or that he's ultimately or he's now changed gonna or be whatever. like a friendly yeah. guy that we all want to root for yeah. that follows the rules of the team. It's just not going to happen. So like, right. what Patrick Reed needs to do is just play good golf. That's the only thing that this goes away if the if he plays good golf. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so LPGA Tour. Uh, yes. Some it, big it, changes. Big, big changes. Because somebody, somebody was supposed to be going to China. Yeah, so right. I'll, I'll kick this off. So yeah. um, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag coronavirus. Right. Um, We're all wearing our masks. Exactly. I think there's cases of it in L.A. now. But anyway, oh, yeah. so this is obviously, as, as all of our golf fans and followers know, um, the LPGA Tour is extremely global, extremely international, play many of the golf tournaments overseas. But because of the coronavirus and the scare, the LPGA has went on to cancel the tournaments in Thailand, Singapore, and China. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, this is this weird situation now where the LPGA has four weeks off <laughs> in the middle of the season yeah, well, and won't add some tournaments and won't start again until uh, the 16th of this Monday, which back in Phoenix um, at wildfire. Um, so it's just an interesting thing to talk, think about and talk about these. What are these players going to do? You know, some of these people are nomads. There's a lot of LPGA players that haven't even put a tee in the ground yet to start their <laughs> right. season. Right. Um, and added more pressure for CME points and all of these different things. So what are they doing for CME points now? So because, like, it's basically it's just for... they're just that there's this tournament has gone away and there's no rescheduling. Yeah, that's like you can't crazy. have a, you can't ask a golf course or a tournament to, to schedule itself in two weeks. Like, no, there's no can't. place to do that. Yeah, it's just one of those awkward things. It's it's you know coronavirus. <laughs> but again, like I do think they're making the right choice. Absolutely, because they have to protect their staff they have to pick the players obviously um it's just super unfortunate that you know this is good revenue for the tour um again most of the huge population following of ladies golf is international right um and some of they the probably asian do countries. better in asia than they do you would else. think maybe i don't know the numbers on that but they do well in asia yeah so it just it just sucks and basically it really sucks for a lot of these players now who have basically four weeks off to try to figure out what they're going to do well, yeah right Maybe they should do like a Premier Golf League thing, just like get a sponsor, throw in a bunch of money. Call the Saudis. Let's yeah, make let's, it happen. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, let's just go play a big money skins game somewhere in the desert. Um, well, I, I'm glad you're not going to be there. Yeah, I'm glad I'm know, not getting Corona. I wasn't. I, we were going to have to quarantine you for two weeks when you came back from China. <laughs> I'll just do the podcast from Barrington. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's a little tired right now. You're uh, you're fading on energy, aren't you? A little bit. Oh no! Well, get her another glass. Okay, of wine. I've got a ton of energy. I haven't eaten anything in two days. I'm like fast. You haven't drank anything. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's why. Steve's, All I've had Steve's is protein shakes and six, vegetables. Steve's taking six different type of fasting diets and combining no, it into that's, one. That's bullshit. Fuck that. <laughs> Steve is not drinking for 30 days and is literally... 30? Try 16. 17. He's doing 30 days. No. Seven, so he's 17. besides himself right now. We're already <laughs> planning our end. Meanwhile, I'm about to have my second glass of wine. Yeah, I'm only 24 hours in and uh, it's pretty difficult out here. <laughs> I don't know how you dry January people do this. Um, You're doing good. Any thoughts on the LPGA, Emily? Well, you know, I, I feel like when so I got off the ice bef- the other day before. Sorry, Emily. Nice. 
I'll kill some time for you. I play hockey on Tuesday mornings. And I don't know for all, maybe my hockey friends know this, or maybe some of my running friends know this, but like when you get fat in your belly, it you like it gets like cold. Like it gets really red and cold when you're skating or when you're running in cold weather. <laughs> this is like weird. it's just really red and cold. So I get off and I'm like, like, what is this thing? My arms aren't cold because there's not there's there's you know, my muscles are there. My legs aren't cold. It's just like my belly has a big red thing. It's just ice cold. And uh, um, Derek Armstrong is a former Kings player that, that skates with us sometimes on Tuesday mornings playing pickup. He's like, oh, yeah, I call that fat freeze, eh? <laughs> like, fat freeze. So I guess I have fat freeze now. So after that, I kind of said, you know what? I'm going to go into veggies, no oh alcohol God. for a couple of weeks. Wait, was this last week he told you that? No, oh, it was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh. like, fat freeze. I've never heard of that. I so guess that's what it is. So Steve got fat shamed a couple of weeks ago. I that's right. love it. That's So hilarious. why, again, a glass of wine is not like going to put on weight. No, but I got to no. I got to cleanse it. I got to reset. I got to doing it. The other thing that actually made me want to do this was I read that golf. Di- I read Shipnex article about how he did Phil's diet. He did Phil's thing for seven days, and uh, he said it was brutal. But <laughs> but he kept telling himself if Phil can do this, if, if like fifty year old Phil Mickelson can do this, I can do it. So I, if fifty year old Phil Mickelson can do something like that, then I can do it. So what are you doing? Well, I'm not what doing. I'm not do? doing the fill fasting, drinking coffee only. I'm, I'm drinking protein shakes and and right, having that. one meal a day. Well, to go back off of your uh, to answer loser. your question, Scotty, on uh, to talk about LPGA, one huge thing in the news is that uh, golf legend Mickey Wright, she died um, at age 85. Yes. Um, and so the LPGA tour and also all of the pga is just mourning her loss she was a <laughs> dominant force in the golf in the late 50s and the 60s so sorry i laughed there because scotty showed me a, a funny tweet. of your fat freeze no just a golf set no well, i'll read it after but talk about mickey for a second no it's all right she's just she just won four u.s o- women's opens four women's pga championships so no we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend yeah. that we're uh you mickey know ex- experts right on mickey fence. right on you know but no but you asked me about the lpga and that's a huge news no 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 i'm, I'm you're doing the right thing i'm just saying like we're, we're not gonna spend like spend too much time on it but i no, think I'm it's done. worth that's mentioning it. It no i think it's re- she won 13 majors and it's huge ironically 82 lpga tour events the same amount that Tiger. Sam Snead and Tiger have right. So uh, that so I she's eighty five. Really Tiger is definitely not. <laughs> no, and she retired at thirty four. Thirty four, which, which is, is crazy. crazy. Yeah, she won thirteen majors and retired at thirty four. Anyways, um, and uh, also Ben Hogan. I was reading some quotes for that Ben Hogan and, and Byron Nelson had about her, and they both Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson said that she had the best golf swing ever. So if she if, does. Be, if Ben Hogan says that, then like. I don't know much about this lady, but she must have had a damn good golf swing. And, and by the way, um, for all of those that in the like East Coast area, if you go to the USGA headquarters um, in Far Hills, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Mickey Wright has her own wing at the home of the USGA, a golf home, what they call a golf home, and it is really interesting. So uh, interesting. if you guys ever make your way to Far Hills, New Jersey, um, and see the USGA museum, uh, I I highly recommend. Uh, you go see you, uh, the Mickey Wright Museum. I'll have to go see it. So Scotty just sent me a tweet. It says a recent st- oh. a recent study found that the average golfer walks about 900 miles a year. Look at that. Wow. Babe. 
Another study from the Gulfers drink on average 22 gallons of alcohol a year. Okay. <laughs> that means that on average, golfers get about 41 miles to the gallon. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. That's great. That's a, good That's one. a great statistic. I like it. All right. That's it. We'll end it on that. Thank you guys for joining. Hope, hope you guys have a good week. Enjoy the WGC Mexico. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.